This episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today. You can probe golf SGPN and then go to sportsgamepodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners receive shirts, hats, and a $50 gift card. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% your first month and start making smarter bets today. All right, degenerates. You're a real degenerate if you listen to this one. Even though they have some great golfers. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. And hey, we're here for the 2024 Live Jetta Best Bet Show. There's money to be made. Great golfers to see if you can find it on the CW. Steve, what's up, buddy? Ah, uh, we switched sides because we're going to the other side of the world. Oh, we did. That's weird. Oh, we I did. Like I know. I'm always how on the left. How would you point that out to me? That, that was going to mess with me. I don't like that. <laughs> it's like how I point out to you, you're wearing the same shirt as you were on Sunday. So, Dude, I mean, it's it's a house hoodie. It's like house shoes. Like, like I, I wash it like once every two weeks. I wear it for fucking three hours a night before I go to bed because it gets a little chilly. Because I keep my house at like 68. You know, technically, this episode is going to come out tomorrow on the podcast feed. So, actually, I'm wearing the same thing uh, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. you, all right. So you've worn yours three, basically three out of four days. You might be. Dude, I wear this fucking thing like every night. All right. All right. Well, it's, look, look, go get it, guys. It's a fucking great. It's it's basically a long sleeve tee with a hoodie. You keep your house nice and cold. You don't have to put a hoodie on. You just fucking throw this on. You're good to go. Yes. Yeah, so visit, visit the merch store. But so good news uh, for anybody who wants to uh, bet on live, at least in New York, where I live, uh, all my books have odds now for live. Dude. Even fucking Hard Rock, Florida's got fucking bets on. I think either. So what was holding them up was some sort of like gaming ethics commission uh, was questioning the integrity of live, which a lot of people have. And one of them we're going to talk about that. Well, the reason why they were questioning is because Sebastian Munoz actually said that he purposely didn't try to make a putt so the team could win. And they thought that was a little iffy. So, and, and I guess they think sense. Compl- Why would he have to miss a putt? Well, because he didn't want a three. He didn't want a three putt to lose the team competition for them. So you get a lot of money for winning. You get like five. Yeah, like no, five. I know, but why would he want to? Why did he not try to make the putt? Because it was like a. It was like a forty-five foot putt. Ah, so just, okay. Yeah, so he just wanted to make sure he like lagged it up there. And oh, he lagged it up, right? Oh, right. Okay. Well, okay. the fact that he admitted it, apparently that set off all these siren bells. And you got to put, you got to put the forty-five foot putt thing. I'm like, why is he trying to miss a three-foot putt? No, he was trying to miss a forty-five foot putt, basically. Okay. And that apparently was the reason why a lot of these books are hesitant. But hey, I think all of a sudden, uh, the fact that this thing's getting a little buzz, and you add John yeah, Rom and Terrell Hatton, Johnny Rom. Now yeah. all of a sudden. People want to bet on it, and they're starting to offer it. So maybe they uh, cut corners a little bit to get these in the book. But hey, that was actually nice, the fact that I can price shop a little bit this week. A little bit. That was good. Uh, I had more options for positionals as well. That was pretty nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is actually a tournament as well that even though it's in Saudi Arabia and at very weird hours, we actually have a lot of history with this, not just with just two live events, but the Saudi International that's had yeah. six events there, too. So, you know, a lot to draw upon, a lot of past leaderboards to look at, a lot of horses for courses. 
So yeah. this will be uh, an interesting discussion this week. When we talk about uh, Live Jetta. Yeah, it is going to be interesting because it's funny because you go back and look. This is the course where, so I pulled up the old leaderboards and all that. This is where HV3 drained that fucking eagle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like a 90-foot putt or something fucking silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, that was going to be a tough two-putt to get into a playoff, and he hit yep. the eagle to, to win it. Yep. So, do you remember who he beat that day? Bubba. He did. He beat Bubba. Yep. So, Bubba's, and so I, I got a bunch of guys written down based on like, oh, I remember this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's let's see what we got. All right. Why don't we take our first break first, and then let's actually go over the golf course and what Jetta is just all about. All right. Let's do it. Listen, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. You can the pick'em game where you pick your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big and rivals picks, which pits two players against each other. Uh, you know, which one's going to have more yards, which is going to have more birdies that messed me up. Why'd you switch me up in the middle of an ad read? Um, <laughs> so listen, I love, I love our dog fantasy. Wish they weren't leaving Florida. Um, uh, hopefully they can figure out a way to stay. But if you're in a state that's smart enough to keep them, uh, you sign up today with promo code golf SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to hundred bucks, as well as an instant pick special visit underdogfantasy.com. Find it in the app store. Don't forget to register with my promo code golf SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred bucks as well as an instant pick special. It must be 18 plus a president state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply. Concerned with your play call one 800 visit ncpgambling.org. And on top of that, the SGPN team is going with underdog to give you more of a bonus. You sign between now and the end of the month and five winners will receive an underdog hat and underdog shirt and, a $50 SGPN gift card. When you sign up using promo code golf SGPN, then go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. Okay. All right. Let's take a magical trip to the other side of the world uh, on a magic carpet ride to Saudi Arabia. And let's go up here. We're going to get canceled. Uh, we might get canceled, but maybe for different reasons uh, than you think. So this <laughs> is Jetta. In all of its glory, population about 3.8 million is a strategic port city in Saudi Arabia. But this has become kind of an entertainment and sports hotbed for Saudi Arabia. This is where the F1 track is. This is where they have MMA fights and WWE events. And they really put a lot of capital and infrastructure into uh, Jeddah to make it kind of like a tourist destination. I think they're trying to make this more like the, the Dubai, Dubai, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Have you been there? You mentioned the last show you've been to Saudi Arabia. Have you been to Jeddah? I've not been to Jeddah. I've not been to that nice of a place. Uh, okay. I have been to Dubai, though. Dubai is, I've been to Dubai multiple times. It's very nice. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. In Saudi Arabia, um, I don't know. Find the border of Iraq. Uh, and I've been to a town on the other side of there. Okay. All right. Well, so you'll notice, though, and I put up Google Earth a lot. Drunken go kart rides, by the way. They have go karts that we weren't aware of. They go, they were going like 70 miles an hour. We were all fucking hammered and went and fucking did that and rode some camels. Super fun. Very fun. Well, you'll notice every time I show Google Earth in the previews, you'll, you'll know that where the golf course is because there's little yellow points and like numbers and everything like that. Thing is, though, what's missing from Jetta? Where, where's the golf course? That's the point. Where is it? I don't either. It's not actually land. in Jetta. We got to go. We got to take this road. We got to take this. Oh, road. shit. That's desert. way the fuck out there. Oh, going. Still going. Still oh, my going. God. Oh, here it is. 
It is 60 miles How north. far away is that? My God. In King, Economic, King Abdullah Economic City. There oh, is economic a city. golf course here. And you can see there's literally nothing around it. This is King Abdullah Economic City. And in 2005, King Abdullah, at that point, he came out with uh, six mega projects that was part of the 10 by 10 program, basically to make Saudi Arabia one of the top 10 uh, leaders in domestic and foreign investment. And kind of like what China was doing, they were just creating cities out of nothing. They picked this those spot. Fucking, those ghost cities? Those ghost cities it's are a wild. Go- so this is a ghost city. So it was so the first phase of this project um, was completed in 2010. It was supposed to be completed in 2020. As you can see, had they completed this project? No, they ha- they haven't. But I mean, it, there's not totally nothing. There is like a little beach town right here. I guess this is their version of like South Beach with like Miami. And you know, I mean, they got a you know they got a Starbucks over here. Yeah, there's there's Starbucks. There's the beach over here. There's a, like a Ritz Carlton as well. Uh, here's your go kart spot. Is there a Ritz? You know, you can go oh, dude, I told here. you. Here's a Go-Cast. movie theater. That's not where I was though. Yeah, there's a Ritz Carlton. Yep. So the, here's the go karts. Here's a little movie theater where they probably edit Aladdin, where after he steals the apples. What's that? You're stepping all over you're my sticking jokes here, buddy. Because you're on a fucking delay. But you're killing me. Just, yeah, I know. Because you're on a delay. I'm on a you're, delay. You're, 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 well, actually, I think you're, you're on a delay, sir. You're all right, well, why don't you just sh- shut your mouth and just let me go? So, <laughs> anyways, let's go back to the golf course. So, one of the ways they were going to try to attract businesses and investments here is actually put a golf course. And the goal was they're going to create a lot of neighborhoods. Like, you know, there's a couple of villas over here, like, you know, over here, this empty neighborhood where they're probably going to have like a bunch of barbecues and the kids will get together. You know, it's called like fairway, like Royal Greens fairways. And there's nothing here, basically, except for this golf course. And it's kind of so when you're watching this this week, you know, they're going to talk about like, you know, the vibrant atmosphere of the f- crowds and the energy. Just know that outside of the ropes here, it's really just a bunch of sand. And that's it. It's kind of. That's the whole, that's the whole part of the fucking world. Whole part of the world. I know. I know. I mean, like, this is this is why people, a lot of people can't really take this tournament seriously is because this is their crown jewel golf course. And literally there's just, it's in the middle of like, like if you just zoom out here, like literally like nothing, nothing there. Well, let's talk about the golf course. That's what you're really here for. Not just Saudi Arabia stuff. So this is Royal Greens Golf and Country Club. Uh, This opened in 2017 after a couple delays uh, in the construction. This is a, Dave Sampson design from the European golf design. It's also run by the Troon golf uh, company. Uh, so Dave Sampson has done a couple of our golf courses that you might know. Uh, he's done the golf club Cran-Sorcier, which is the uh, site of the Omega European Masters, the one in uh, Switzerland that's in the mountains that Ludwig won last year. So he did that one. He also did the Evian Resort Golf Club. That's where the Evian uh, major is uh, for the women. He did that one. Uh, he also did uh, some work on PJ National, so uh, that's cool. Uh, PJ National Russia, though. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, what? Time out. We're gonna have to pause here. Wait, time out. What? 
Yeah. Wait. So uh, wait. there's something. Wait, 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 wait. There's a PGA course in Russia? Yeah, it's called PJ National Russia. Where is it at? It's outside of Moscow. Get the fuck out of here. That is wild. Yeah, we're, that'll be for another episode. Maybe that's that. <laughs> but, so, but, but this Dave Sampson guy, definitely not afraid to uh, take money from uh, very illicit sources uh, to yeah. build his golf club. Putin's basically like a fucking, like, like a 1940s godfather. He's just whacking people on fucking national TV and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. It's wild it is wild well he designed pj national russia so what one, one of the things that i did um let's go over some some little sets so it's the par 70 it's seven thousand forty-eight yards it is all past pollen uh there's a lot of salt in the soil here so you can't yeah. use bermuda they can't use bent grass has to be all past pollen and that's what a lot of seaside you know golf courses uh it's what they are um when I was reviewing the 2022 Live Jetta tournament, you know, I, I just kind of assumed because you can't see it through the overhead um, imagery right here. Like, and you would expect, okay, it's a desert, it's by the coast, it's probably pretty dead flat, probably like a lot like Mayakoba. But what I was surprised at was there was a lot of land movement with this thing. Like, there's a lot of elevation change. I mean, like, it's not like Kapalua. But like, for example, like, you know, here it's about like 35 feet elevation. The low spot of this fairway is like, it's about 20 feet down and that's another 20 feet back up. So there's some land movement with it. Uh, there's some mogul mounds that if you miss a fairway, you can get some uneven lies, kind of like it's the stadium course uh, at Amex. Uh, there's a lot of movement with the greens as well. Like there's some shelves and shoulders and ridges and tilt to it. Um, it's definitely not flat greens. And it kind of reminded me of hey, this kind of looks a little bit like Marco Simone, especially with how some of these fairways bottleneck. I and mean, there's a couple holes down the back nine that kind of look a little bit like Marco Simone. And lo and behold, okay. this guy actually did the redesign of Marco Simone for the Ryder Cup. Interesting. So this guy apparently loves some undulating terrain and bottlenecking uh, fairways. And, you know, it, it, it looks a lot like that golf course. It's kind of like a shorter version of Marco Simone. I mean, that really only helps you with Rom Hatton, Moronk, because he's won there a lot. But yep. what you know about Marco Simone was that was a very driver-heavy golf course. And, you know, I mean, you see winners like Graham McDowell in the past. You see winners like Abe Answer have done here. But most of the winners are driver-heavy guys. DJ, yeah. Brooks, Brooks, Harold Varner. Uh, even in the tournaments that McDowell and Answer won, Answer beat Cam Young in that tournament. Uh, okay, I had a bet on Cam Young that week, and I got up. I early remember. To watch it. I got up early to watch it. I was not I happy. I remember uh, those angry texts. Matthew Wolf has done well here. Big bomber. Um, Bubba Watson has a decent finish here. And back when it was a Saudi International, I think Tony Finau finished like second. So. Got, and I went back and looked at all of the club sh um, shot choices from off the tee, and it's yeah. a lot of drivers. Even though you know it's a shorter course, and you got like a lot of these bottlenecking of the fairways here, like this is one example, or like a pinch fairway here. It doesn't really matter. Guys are just ripping it because the penalty to miss a fairway, the rough's not all that much, and if you hit in the desert here, you know it's kind of like a phoenix. It could be behind a rock, and you got to take a penalty stroke, but it could also be fine. Yeah, there's the, like the desert out there. There ain't 
a lot. Like it's yeah. literally flat. Like there's no cactuses and like what you think of American deserts. Like it's just fucking rocks. It's rocks and sand. Okay. I mean, there are a couple uh, areas like where it is dirt patches. Like I think Sergio hit it down here and it was like, it was in like a dry Creek bread bed. That wasn't a great mm. spot. So the closing stretch of holes though, I mean, I'm not saying like these are really good holes, but it is, it could provide some intrigue as far as like if guys really screw up. So 14 and 15 is basically a mirror image of each other. Um, you know, it's sharp dog legs here. You could try and see guys cut the corner, but because usually the prevailing wind off the red sea here, it's, it really knocks the ball down. Um, Guys are basically lay up with like a three wood in the 15. 16 is right against the coast. This is actually the only time you're actually going to see the water here. Uh, this can be kind of a cool hole because the wind's coming off the Red Sea here. pushes it into this bunker. Reminds me a lot of, uh, what was it? I think 16 or Port Royal by the coast there. Yeah. Um, All right. It reminds me a little bit of that. 17, not a great hole. It's supposed to be drivable, but most of the guys just kind of lay up for an iron shot in. And then 18, long par five with the tail of wind. They usually can carry this bunker over here, even though it's like 360 to carry. Uh, but it's a big carry over water. There's some runoffs over here behind the green. Uh, there's a lot of movement to the green, too. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of character to this golf course. It's a lot of unnatural uh, you know, land movement, and they moved a lot of earth basically to do it. I mean, it was a goddamn desert. But it's not this like flat, like straightforward golf course. I probably thought it was, you know, you, you can get in some bad areas, especially around the green. There's a lot of collection areas, a lot of tight lies you got to ship off of. Um, it's not all that easy. So okay. that's Royal greens. Um, in a nutshell, um, as far as I could give you proximity buckets, doesn't really matter, but it's mostly a lot of shots between like 150 and 200. Um, not a whole lot of shots over 200 just because it's a shorter golf course. Um, but overall, though, it does a pretty good job, at least how it's set up, like testing you through the bag. But again, there's no strokes gain per shot or proximity stats, so it doesn't help you. Just informational. So I mean, overall, nothing though, on, yeah. nothing on that has to be the best breakdown. Of this fucking course that anyone's gonna put out this week. That was that was great. I try. That's what I'm here for, you know? <laughs> I mean, whether we can actually help you gambling or not, because they don't reveal all the stats of the stuff, you know. But hey, I calculate some stats, some high-level stuff, which we'll look at after yep. the break. So why don't we take another break and then maybe we'll talk about like how these guys have kind of been doing with uh according to Steve Shermer's math. <laughs> Love it. That and that's and that's what I trust. Forget data golf. I need Steve Golf. So, win bigger by betting smart. Uh, this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data and any parlay idea to the Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by a leg as well as the expected probability for the entire parlay. So, it all plays by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, which one's got value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 researchers. Research. <laughs> Users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And don't forget, for all you 
audio listeners, go over and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube's. Okay. All right. Let's just give you a high level summary of what everybody's been doing. This is just pure total strokes gained. Which, no, this is yours, right? This is yours. No, this is this is not mine. But anyone can do this. This is just everyone's average score relative to the field. Like we should put is, your we should put your thing behind the mothership's fucking Patreon. <laughs> Some people have access to it. Yeah. Listen, I I I don't guarantee. There's a lot of flaws to it. You it's better than anybody else gambling, can Steve. There's flaws to it, but it gives you a good idea about what everybody's kind of doing. But just from That's a pure, but just a pure performance basis, no categories or anything. I mean, obviously, this is pretty self-explanatory. DJ's been the best player so far. He won Las Vegas, finished top 10 at Mayakoba. Rahm has been very consistent in two tournaments. Sergio had a great showing Mayakoba, not very good at Las Vegas. Paul Casey's been surprisingly pretty good. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. He's been hitting a really good tee to green, just kind of like he always does. And he's been putting relatively okay so far this year. He's been pretty good this this season. I mean, obviously, Brooks has been pretty good. Haddon's been pretty good. So, like, I mean, all your top guys that you would expect, like Cam Smith's in the top 10 for, like, how they've been doing, like, no surprise. This Caleb Surratt guy, the young guy on Legion on John Rahm's team, we love that he's, guy. Been pr- he's been pretty good. Um, Matthew Wolf had a really shitty Mayakoba, but really good in Vegas, and he's been good at Saudi. And this uh, is kind of a golf course that if you, you know, pretty driver heavy, he's been doing well here. That's someone maybe to look at. Bryson's gotten off to a bit of a slow start, though. I think that's the most surprising one. Uh, not very good at Mayakoba, and then we were all on him at Vegas. Choked that was fucking shit away. And he choked. He was terrible on Saturday when they ended it. Um, but otherwise, though, I mean, like, so, you know, go ahead. Based on what you said, talking about the breakdown of the course, we need to tag it a matchup against Bryson for uneven lies. Yeah, so Bryson has not been very good here. He's uh, never good with anywhere that where it's not flat. Yeah, so he was T11 last year at Live Jetta, but his other ones, I remember, I think the Saudi International that Abe Answer won, I think Bryson like missed the cut by a lot. Yeah. And then I think he withdrew from another one because he's so bad on like a hand injury, but he's never been good here. So yeah, I'm gonna that's something him. to maybe consider. I'm gonna tag it him. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that. I didn't think about that until you just broke. I know we talked about it off air, but I didn't think about it until you actually went through the breakdown of like the uneven lies. <laughs> I just yeah. cussed about I hate moguls. I was like, oh, wait, no, we need to target Bryson. Yeah. I mean, the back half of live, I mean, it's it's not very good. I that's not surprised anyway. Patrick Reed's got off to a really slow start. Um, you know, he's 20th in total strokes gained. Um, Moronk, who I continue to bet yep. stupidly. He hasn't been yep. all that good. Uline was really bad at Mayakoba and really great last guess. week. Yeah. I mean, well, because that was one that was just a bomber's paradise, and that fits his, you know, that fits him. Yeah. So he was really good there. He's really good in Saudi. And that's a guy who dropped driver a lot he is a good potter he's so kicked over my guy he's a fucking guy? he's a bomber herbert oh, herbert bomb, bomb and putt no irons so herbert was pretty good in the saudi international yeah Did he win event over here i mean i think he's won an event in the middle east but he's never won middle east saudi. yeah he's everyone saudi I'm, I'm lumping middle east all together okay all right so just look i mean this is just how everyone's been doing Back, Mito has been the big surprise down here. He's been horrible. 
but he finally played well. The Oman Open last week. Yep. Signs of life. And he had good. And he had a good. He had a good middle round. Was it? I don't know. If it was a middle round or the last round uh, at Vegas. He shot like six or seven hundred. He might have. So, but I mean, overall, he's just was terrible. But yeah. So maybe things are starting to come around for Mito. He's been pretty good in, at Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's uh, the Royal Greens, both in a Saudi international setting and a live setting. That's also something maybe like to point out too. So these live events were always in October. And I think the prevailing wind, because I was looking at where the wind direction is coming this week. It's coming from the north this week. And usually the prevailing wind is from the east off the sea. So I don't know if that's just something that was just in October. That was the wind. And in February, it's different. Might change how the golf course is playing. Okay. So that's something maybe to watch. All right. Um, but he's been good in that format when it's been in like February, March. He's been good when it's in October. I think he's just, it's a good golf course fit for him. Wait, who beat Mito in Oman? Was it Ortiz right next to him? No. Uh, uh, yeah. Carlos Ortiz won. Right. He in, beat Mito. Yeah. His, his, te- his Torque teammate uh, right. beat him. Maybe uh, Torque. And- is maybe what what's Torque for the week? What 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 odds we're getting on Torque? Well, why we why we why we go to team? Why you go to teams? Because you can also bet that too. I've summarized what everybody's been doing by teams. Obviously, you have your top three teams: Smash, which is Bruce Kapka's team, Legion, which is Ron's team, and Bryson's team, the Crushers. They are head and shoulders above everybody. Um, Bryson's team did a lot better in Mayakoba than Vegas. Uh, Legion's been pretty good in both, and then Bryson's team won Vegas because I mean, like. You know, they had where's the what's team? DJ's team's name? DJ's the four aces. Oh, that's, right, that's right. So yeah, like in Vegas, like Taylor Gooch played great, Co Crack played awesome, McDowell was a surprise there. Kepka didn't even play all that great. But you okay, know, we should we should have thought about Co Crack playing great in Vegas because he won a Shadow Creek. Um little different, but sure. Uh but yeah, those are basically your top three teams. Torque has been mostly just Neiman and nobody else. Fireballs have been mostly Sergio and nobody else. And then everybody else has been kind of really bad. Like okay. DJ's Hot. team. I, I think Hot. the problem. I think the problem with DJ's team is, is now that there's on a team. Well, that's well, that's the thing. <laughs> now that in the final round, all four scores count. Like you can't hide Pat Perez anymore. So that's something to think about. Like, if you want to bet, bet these teams, which you can, <laughs> you got to think about, like, okay, I want to bet, uh, you know, Ripper this week. I want to bet Cam Smith's team. Well, Matt Jones, no offense to you, Matt Jones is not a real golfer anymore. Like, so that's something to consider. And his score is going to count on Sunday. So that's not great. Or if you want to bet, I don't know. Um, even John Rom's team. You got Kieran Vincent here. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, Who is that? Zim- so he's a Zimbabwe guy. He's actually so Scott he's Vincent. What? <laughs> so Scott, I can't believe I know so much about Liv. This is sad. This is rock bomb for the podcast. So Scott <laughs> Vincent is like. He was on, I think, the Asian tour for a while. Got a promotion up to here, and Kieran is his brother, and I think he was a caddy. And some either Sam Horsfield or somebody like Widrew 
and Kieran was like the substitute to play. But then he ended up qualifying through their promotions event, and now he has a spot on Live. So the why the fuck did Ron pick him? Because there was at that point it was unknown if Hatton or anybody else was going to come over there, and they need to fill out teams, so he was available. Oh, he he he's up for the chopping block. No pun intended. Next yeah. Year. So that's something to keep in mind um, when betting teams is that on Sunday, like. There's usually really bad players at the end of it that are probably going <laughs> to sink your hopes. And like, like top to bottom, like Brooks's team is at least like competent golfers. Huge, Kokrak, Kapka, McDowell can still oh. kind of get it done if it's the right track for him. Uh, Bryson's team, you know, McDowell's restaurant makes a great prime rib. Yeah, like What's Chuck up? Charles Howell III can still get it. You know, he still yeah, hits Chuck, it pretty good. Lahiri, some guys pop. Paul Case has been playing pretty good so far this year. So that's like a competent team, like top to bottom. Same thing hey, with. Can we, can, so you brought Gooch. I have to. I, did, so you're on social media. So did you see what Gooch? I, said? I'm, I'm, I'm aware. Okay. I just wanted to get your take on that. I was been waiting for you to bring Gooch. Well, I mean, wait, maybe we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, okay. okay. This is my attempt. To kind of summarize how everybody's been doing by category. Sexy. Look at that thing. And honestly, this does a pretty good job kind of summarizing the season. So, listen, I mean, like, DJ and Kapka and Rom, like, these guys have been hitting really good tee to green. And basically how I'm calculating is, like, how much you're basically gaining on the field. It's not, it's not strokes gained. It's not that. It's just really high level, just how are you doing in each category relative to everybody else per tournament. And it kind of gives me a good picture of everybody. Like, for example, it's not a surprise that Paul Casey's been hitting the ball really good and not putting all that great <laughs> this year. Um, yep. The eyeball test, John Rounds been hitting it really good and sucks at putting. That is definitely confirmed with this. So I know I'm basically on the right track here. Charles Howell's all putting. So. You know, I mean, so, so like, it's not really a surprise, though, with a lot of this stuff. Um, as far as, like, who's doing good in each category, who isn't. What's kind of surprising is, like, Gooch, I think, like, in Vegas, it was basically all putting with him. Mm -hmm. He really hit all that great. And actually, I want to go to um, last year. So this is the last year's Jetta tournament. Basically, how everybody did in each category. So it seems like, and we talk about driving with this tournament, how it's a very driver-heavy golf course. It seems like the guys who kind of drove it the best with either gaining fairways or gaining yards distance, you know, they, they did it pretty good. Like, they were towards the top of the leaderboard. Uh, Iron play was kind of hit or miss. I mean, Brooks hit it okay that week. Gooch was awful. He, hit, he missed a lot of greens. Same that Harold Varner missed a lot of greens. But it seemed like guys who kind of got up and down a lot pretty good for the week and kind of congregate towards the top of the leaderboard. I mean, obviously, if you putt well, you're going to do well in a tournament. So that's kind of what I was looking for. I was looking for guys who just generally are good with their drivers, good scramblers, has been scrambling relatively well so far this year, and then guys who been pretty good at Saudi for the most part. So that's kind of what I went for um, this week. Oh, so Tyrell minus 105 over Bryson. All right. Yeah. Why don't we take our? Do we have taken our break? Or we? Nope. We just keep okay. on rolling. All right. Let's get the let's get it. Let's get rid of this. Get the odds board. 
Okay. All right. Did you bet anybody at the top under 20 to 1? So, I, so I, these odds don't move a lot, so I wanted to ask you. So DJ and Brooks both, I mean, it's, it's 9 and 11 to 1. Mm-hmm. They both play really well here. Right, so Bryson's won the 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 last live, and he's won outside of live. DJ has won here. Uh, DJ's obviously playing really well, uh, opposed to my stupid cocaine narrative in Las Vegas. Uh, um, I mean, should we put something on them at the top of the board? I feel like the odds are more than fair. So I didn't bet either outright, but I found a minus one ten for DJ to finish in the top ten. I took that. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I gotta look. I mean, I think out of I think every tournament he's played here, he's finished in the top ten. And the only time he didn't was when he withdrew right before the tournament. Really? Okay. Yeah. So so think about it this way. This is also kind of another angle you could take with this too. Like you think about it with DJ, like a lot of this stuff is like, okay, like how much trouble can these guys get like off the course? There's literally nothing, nothing, nothing to do where they're at. So the although, only thing although I will say, okay, go ahead, no, keep going, keep going. The only thing to do if you're there is to go get some money and make it worthwhile for you. So maybe that's why he's really good here. He just says, you know what, screw it. And also, it just kind of fits what he does. Like, you know, awesome driver, good on really undulating greens, good scrambler. So it just fits what he does well here. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Okay. All right. So but you don't, like, him, but you don't like him at nine or 10 to one? I, I just, I just didn't want to bet him 10 to one. Okay. After just coming off a win last week too. I get it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I bet, I bet a Hold loser on. at the top. I bet a loser at the top here, but it kind of fit a couple of oh. things I was looking for. I have been in Gooch 16 to 1. He's, so He's the worst human. So he finished second here last year at this event. He's actually been driving the ball pretty well this year. And he's been scrambling pretty well this year. Coming off a good finish in Vegas. And I think I actually remember last year he said something stupid. And then he ended up winning. I think mm-hmm. like after oh, you're that. Right, you're right. It was the Ryder Cup thing. Yeah. So he ended up winning after that. He said something stupid today. I think the guy's got a chip on his oh, shoulder. So yeah. So I, I, really, I bet like, him. Do you think, like, I don't think he knows how stupid he is. Like, he is, uh, he's just, what, I guess Steve Carell from The Office. Like, he, he's like Michael Scott, and he has no fucking idea of, like, what he says is ri- ridiculous. Like, Kayla Gooch is, is ridiculous. <laughs> when he speaks, he's dumb. Like it's unbelievable. Do you know why he's even on live? Well, yeah. I mean, he took the money, but he thought he'd be able to come back, right? I can't. Yeah, remember. he yeah. got duped into it. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, he's not, I guess he's not bright. I, I guess I'm gone then." <laughs> he might not <laughs> so be very funny. smart, guys. Okay, <sighs> but he's good. He's also pretty good at golf. I know people want to rip on him, saying he's just Taylor Gooch. He's a good golfer, though. He has a name that's easily made fun of. Yeah, I mean, like, re- you remember when he left, too? Like, he was oh, I was sad, upswing. dude. I thought he was good. Yeah. yeah, he was definitely on the upswing. Like, he played well at the Masters, played well at the PGA. You know, he was always kind of sniffing around contention. He was good in Florida. I think at Sawgrass, he was pretty good. The player. He's a Florida golfer. Like, he was, he was decent. And he no. hasn't really lost 
a whole lot. And I know people want to rip on him because it's just Taylor Gooch, but he's still he's still a good player. So I bet him 16-1, considering the facts. Good history last year. He's been doing well in the things that I'm looking for this week. And a little bit of chip out of his shoulder. Okay. All right. Yeah. I haven't bet I haven't bet any fucking I, I haven't bet anything yet, other than uh We'll get to them later. The one you texted out earlier on our show. Okay. All right. Well, I got two more guys in between there. All right. Who you got? Um, I bet Sergio 25 to one. Okay. And I also bet him for a top 10 to two to one. That's not bad. Sergio's really good here. I think yeah. he's got like three or four top tens, other than when he got DQ'd for taking a chunk out of the bunker. Um, oh, that was, that was here. That was here. That was here. That was here. I'm 100% telling you on the top 10. Yeah. Not the outright, but 100% okay. on the top 10. But he's been, listen, oh, really listen, good Twitter here. Twitter was the worst then. They were all crying about, look how we did. Yeah, guess what? He was very fucking upset about it. Like, oh, dude. See, he took all my guys. He took all my temperamental guys. I missed them all. I missed Sergio. Yeah. So good history here. He, he should have won, I think, the live event in 2022. He blew it on mm. 18. So he should have been in that playoff there. Um, oh, with, with, hit, with Kepka and Uline. Wow. Yeah, he was tied for the lead heading into 18. He was playing ahead of them, and he hit it into that dry creek bed, and he oh, went right. hole. Steve, yeah. I don't know how you have the memory you have, dude. Well, I literally just watched this yesterday. This is, I watch this stuff so you all don't have to. Okay? <laughs> but... He blew it two years ago. He's got a oh. couple top tens here. He's hitting a ball really good here. Drives are really good. Dri- he's been hitting it really good all season. Been really good around the green so far this year, too. Um, yeah, Sergio. And, and, and he almost won in Mayakoba, so he's yeah. still, you know, he's still got it. Yeah. Sergio's so I, bet, I, bet him 25, so I bet him 25 to 1. I actually don't hate that. I might, I might be all right. Because like, he's, he's like the old man. Like it, Now that I'm an old man, like I like being competitive and beating younger cats. And he was definitely doing that with Joaquin. So uh, I, I like that a lot. And this might be, I just put it up on the screen. The fucking, what was Cam call it? The mortgage whale play? Fucking Cam Smith, even money over Bryson. My so guy. Cam, so Cam Smith sucks here. Wow, does he? He does. He has not posted anything good here. I'm not sure. It might be because of the fact that, like, just because it's so driver heavy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it just it doesn't fit him. Maybe he can't carry some of these bunkers that are there. I don't know. If for whatever reason, it doesn't work here for him. Um, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not a past column guy. No, maybe that could be it. Could be that. So, right, Sergio yeah. 25, I like that. Sergio 25, I like. All right, here's one you're not going to like. Okay. I'm embarrassed to say because I know you're, you're just going to explode. Are you going to say Paul Casey? No, I bet him top 10 at like plus 250. Fine. He's good. He's been good here too. Uh, I think it's two top 10s, actually two top fives. I think like T24 last year because he just wasn't playing great. But he's hitting the ball great so far this year. So I thought just a top 10 on that and over two to one is not bad. Um, no. Matthew Wolf, 40 to one. You can't quit him. I can't quit him. I <laughs> can't quit him, man. I qu- I, here's the thing. I quit him in Vegas, and he almost won the thing. Oh, you were- dragged me back in. 
you uh, you were gonna be on fucking suicide watch if he fucking <laughs> if he won Vegas. You were so apoplectic about I, fucking <laughs> about it, man. Yeah, well, and and that was Pebble Week where I was sitting I on know. Ludwig's second and it got canceled yeah. the next day. Yeah. yeah, it was a bad week for you. I, I think the show week. would have ended if Wolf won yeah. and that happened. But so yeah. last year, just because he was miserable with Brooks, shit, <laughs> it did not go well for him. But he finished no. T10 at the Saudi International, uh, the one that answered one. Uh, at Live Jetta 2022, was T5. At 2022, Saudi International, T6. He's good here. He's good here. And he finally showed some signs of life at Vegas. He actually has been for, he's, a, he's been actually decent around the green. I know it's been, you know, it's Crips night usually so far his career, but so far at least you know this year he's been all right there. I thought forty-one for a guy that I just can't quit. Nah, that's fine. What's nothing wrong with that? And he's good here. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. And then Mito was explain Mito because this is a beautiful explanation. Okay. Well, I mean, then somebody came after me for calling the Asian tour garbage, which whatever. Um. So I noticed that at the Oman Open on Friday night that he was playing good. And he was, and I showed it earlier, just terrible. And it wasn't like the putter with him. Like nothing was working for Mito. Driver sucked. The iron sucked. He was missing greens. Couldn't get up and down. But all of a sudden in Oman at a golf course that has been featured on the DB World Series, where there's also past bottom. He was- I've also been to that shithole, by the way. In Oman? Yeah. Fucking hellhole. Yeah, I can imagine. Not not fun. No. Well, he was having fun at least on Friday. Uh, he was tied for the lead, and he was sixty-five to one at that point. He's he has a top ten at the Saudi International, top ten last year in this event. So obviously, it's a good golf course for him. Seemed like he was playing well at that point. I said, you know what? Why don't you take a flyer, sixty-five to one at this point? You know, get ahead of the market. Well, Saturday he tanked. You know, because that's just what happens. But Sunday he shot six hundred to move up to third. So good tournament for Mito. He's now up to like 40 to one. I think, I think yeah. he's actually kind of a trendy pick this week. Oh, he's absolutely trendy. Yeah. But hey, I, but hey, I got him at a good number. I took him um, at 40. I don't give a shit. I took him okay. at 40. All right. That's, that's, that's what I got. That's why I took. Okay. Um, some others to maybe consider for like positionals. Another guy. Wait, wait, can, can, we, wait can, 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 I, can I ask you about some more outrights? Yeah, sure. Ask me about some more okay. outrights. All right. So. Why not? Why not? I know HV3 was fucking super lucky, right, with burying that eagle, but at 45, and he played decent in Vegas, right? He's mm-hmm. a little couple more weeks removed from his DUI, which I imagine weighed on him, right? Because 45, HV3? No. I mean, former winner, and he played much better in the ball striking stats, and, you know, he potted a lot better than he did in Mayakoba. Right. Yeah, I think he faded. So on, I, I think he faded what on Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. No, no, they don't play on Sunday, sir. That's true. It was, it was a Thursday through Saturday uh, <laughs> tournament. Yeah, listen, like I, I showed decent numbers on him for Vegas. He's been good here. Sure, why not? Okay, and I have two more. Okay, Bubba. Why not Bubba at fucking fifty six, fifty seven, sixty, whatever you can get him at. It's Bubba. You were taught you were you texted me earlier in the week that you can't wait to show me the spot that he hit that amazing shot. 
from Augusta. And now he's playing this course. And this is how my brain works, dude. So I was like, oh, this has got to be a sign. Bubba is in contention this week. I mean, he didn't play half bad in Vegas, at least the first He didn't. Time. He played okay. I mean, he I think he faded pretty badly. Yeah, he, he's Bubba. After that. Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> so, listen, you bet Matt Jones last week. So if you want to bet Bubba, go ahead and bet Bubba. That's fine. Fuck you. All right. And then, just in case this whole fucking thing is rigged, 201. Mr. Kim. Mr. Oh, Anthony. If it's rigged and they want to get and light, they want to get the bug, money on from there. I'm just saying, listen, it's worth 10 bucks, dude. It's worth twenty dollars. No, it's not. It's, it's if not. this is the WWE, dude, it's hundred percent worth twenty dollars. Hundred percent. Okay, so you see so you're going back. See, so you think this is now just all you're going back to the tape. This is all rigged now, right? Maybe. And listen, if it is, why would I put the money on this? You think John Rom would let that happen? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's fair, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's always... It, it, so I guess your argument is what I always say about like conspiracy theorists. I'm like, do you know how many people would have to keep their mouth shut to have this actually happen and be a conspiracy? All right. Fuck. Yeah. That would have been fun, though. No. Kim's going to finish probably last. That's all right. This is going to go good on the driving range, I guess. Oh, we looked good on the driving range. Okay. Is, the divots look good on the driving range. Oh, the divots look good. Okay. So you're an expert yeah. in divots. Straight line back. Straight okay. line back did it correctly. Oh, okay. All right. Great. That's like baseline of like being a tour pro. Good job. Correct. Okay. Uh, I mean, so one guy I'm considering for a position, I can't quit him too, but it's because of the Marcus Simone connection. I mean, Morag top 10. I knew you were going. I knew he, you. He, I fucking knew it. He cashed a top 10 at Vegas for me. Oh, did he end up in the top he 10? He did. It was, no. No, it was no dead heat, and he got T10. Okay. He, he, rallied, he rallied on Sunday okay. or Saturday. So I had Moronk. So, so one of the matchups I looked at was Moronko for Usti. So Usti coming off the win or the second place in Oman. Yeah, I know. Maybe a little. Wins, I didn't. I, I didn't pull the all. I didn't pull the trigger. I don't I think he's been all that good. He has been terrible. Saudi though. He's been terrible. Okay. All right. If you want to take Moronk, so you can just curse him out. I got plus money. It's I, plus one twenty five. Listen, this is a win win for you. So if Moronk loses, you can say I told you that asshole's a bomb, and you can just <laughs> throw in my face all weekend. I don't know. He's not like your guy. Like I wouldn't take like. No, he isn't. I don't know why I keep betting him. I don't. I have no affinity towards him. All right. What do you think about what do you think about the ear over Leishman at fucking even money? <laughs> what did Leishman do in Vegas? Nothing. He stinks. He was but, okay. He was. Okay. But Lucas didn't do anything either. No, Lucas. But Lucas pre- plays better over in Saudi. No, Lucas. Is a, this is a tr- rough transition for Lucas uh, to. Live. I mean, Leishman's at least beating the field, like the average, in his first two tournaments. And he's got positive strokes gained. Whatever. I'm gonna bet it. Fuck. Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, HV three over Bland. So Bland's been pretty doing pretty good. Bland's there. been good, man. He's like yes, old man golf. Like he's the guy you go out with, and you're like. Look at this terrible fucking swing. Oh, it's fucking 240. 
middle of the fairway. Oh, he has his iron onto the green. He two or three putts. The worst he makes is a fucking bogey. There's no blow up chance with Bland. Right? I have Bland top ten tee to green on live this year so far. Get the, the fuck events. out of here. Yeah, I mean it's all Vegas. He hit it really good in Vegas, but yeah. One other guy actually uh, that just popped in my brain on this. Um, Abe Answer's been hitting it pretty good tee to green, at least with the ball striking stuff. It's been all putter issues with him. Okay. But obviously, Mexican kid played a lot on past Palm, former winner here. Maybe uh, the past Palm is going to be enough to wake him up this week. What, 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 what's, what's he at for outright? He's like 20, right? No. I don't think he's that. Think no. He's answers, probably, answers like 35 to 140 to 1. Like, I'm, I'm thinking more like plus 250 top 10 range for him. All right. That might be something. Cause, or what's like his match? What, who's he paired up again in the matchup? Right, something up. like that. All right. Um, I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, but dude, don't. Thanks for the fucking breakdown. Now, now yeah. I get to what I'm here for. I'm either burning my book here or I'm going to fucking get even one or the other. <laughs> well, we got another live event next week, too. So we'll just all over again. Oh, that's right. Oh, because they have a week. Oh, yeah, but that's and it's a week. But, yeah, it's yeah, no, it, it has no they're going over chance. to uh, they're going over to Hong Kong next week. I know this is really? tough. Th- this is tough for live. It is, it's not gonna be on live, it's gonna be tape no. delayed. No, no one's gonna give a shit. No, it's gonna be all bots watching the YouTube stream. Listen, I'll go me, back and, and watch and it. me and me because I can't sleep and I just fed my kid. Yeah, my kids aren't young anymore, so I sleep the night. It's great. <laughs> All right, I got nothing else. You got anything else? <laughs> no, nothing else. Listen, so we'll be back on Sunday uh, to preview next week. Uh, so yeah, go back and listen to uh, our PGA show for the Honda or the Cognitive Classic, whatever they want to call it. Go listen to Matt's DFS show. Subscribe on YouTube, and uh, we'll talk to you fuckers on Sunday. Let's go.